Welcome everybody to another episode of Driven Minds. This is your host Franz Bowen. This is your co-host Trav Weeks. We have another really interesting guest uh, in the building this evening. Um, yes, sir. How I want to be able to put this in a in a proper because you're the first one of your kind. So that's what's up. <laughs> um, right, right. Huffington Post and uh, as men contributor, mm-hmm. um, founder. And CEO of uh, Good Work Pop Up, just um, good work. Well, just good work. Yeah. Okay. Um, founder and CEO of Good Work, uh, trainer extraordinaire. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Funny. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Oh, <laughs> nah, you built your brand, bro. So yeah, man. Know, absolutely. I, I guess. Come I, with it. I take it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Purcell Duggar, everybody. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How's everybody doing this evening? Good, 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 doing man. Doing well, doing well. Definitely happy to have you on, man. First, I've been hearing just a lot about you. You've been building your brand. Um, people who've been working out with you have been telling me good things and also telling me how uh, how uh, extensive your work, workouts are. But um, let's take a little little back to, you know, where you where you started and um, where you got your inspiration to, you know, be a, a, a trainer, be in this world of um, athletic training. Uh, that's funny. Um, I grew up in Coney Island. Like okay. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn, yeah. Right. I, I grew up looking up to guys like Jamal Thomas and Stephon Marbury. That, that makes Franz happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, absolutely. He got game. Like that. That's my classic. Movie because Word. they were up and down the streets. That there I, you they, go. Right. They, they were on Mermaid Avenue. They were playing in surf while I lived. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I grew up across the street from Grays, and I grew up in on, living on Surf Avenue and playing in that basketball court. So those projects they were living in, I hung out in. You know, those mm-hmm. were that was my home. So basketball was always just it was kind of ingrained in you you're from coney island you got a jump shot or you could dribble you just that's just how it is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i coming up i was better at football i just was i like hitting people i was a little bit of like an aggressive kid uh, i was all over the house as a kid i was breaking stuff i was hopping on stuff and i had a little bit of a temper um so my parents got me into sports and um i stuck with it uh, i played in college um i had a stint um when i say stint i don't mean like I made the official roster, but like I was in training camp for some professional teams. Um, hey, that still count. Y- yeah, but I'm not one of those guys that embellish cats. Be like, yeah, I play for the Giants, and like they were, they were just on. They the, got like a 10 day contract and got this, sent home. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? Like right, I, yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I, hey, like I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, cool, cool. But I, I feel you. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I, I was an athlete in college, um, and I think it was when I, I got to school. Uh, that's when things kind of got left for me. Like I, I, I bounced around colleges from time to time. I, I lacked discipline. I, I didn't want to be where I was. I wanted to go here. I didn't want to play for this program because it was Division Two. Um, so I ended up at University of Buffalo, um, Division One program, and I just was. I got there and just decided that I wanted to do other things. Like I wanted to be in BSU and I wanted to like you know, right, and I wanted to, like, hang out with the, the nerds and the, the kids that were in the other stuff that had nothing to do with sports. Right, right. right. And um, it set me back. It, like, just was weird. And then when I finally got into sports and got back into it and I finished and I had tryouts, I mean, I made teams, but it just didn't pan out. I got hurt. I hurt my toe. Um, I got sent home. I got cut from training camp. And from that point, I moved back home, and I was, like, going through it. Like, you know how everyone graduates, come home. Figure out, like, what, what I'm going to do now. What I'm going to do, that was my moment. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think for athletes, this is a little bit different because for the first time in your life, 
you're not identified as an athlete anymore. Like yeah, right. everyone knew me to play sports. I knew myself to play sports. And now I'm not playing. Everyone knows it. I know it. And I'm having a hard time coming to grips with that. So right, it's like right. a lot of um, like an identity issue at that point. Definitely. Like exactly. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, on top of coming back home and now I'm seeing people I went to school with, friends I thought I had, they're too busy to hang out. You know, typical stuff that we all have gone through when we came back home. Yeah. And um, yeah, I started running. Like I was, I was out in Queens, crashing at my grandmother's house, um, and I started running. I, I had some. So, what made you decide, like you know, running was the answer? So I remember, like as an athlete, running is just what you do, not necessarily the sport of running, but conditioning. Right? You go, you sprint, right. suicides in basketball, you know, gassers in football, track and field. They would call them like you know, just doing sprints. Right. Um, so for me, it was just like therapeutic. I would just go out there. I had nothing else to do. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a job. Right, mm-hmm. I was I got kicked out of staying with my dad. Right, so it was kind of like, like what else am I gonna do? Sit here and I don't know. I, I, I had time to kill, so right, right. I'm going these runs. Um, and every time I came back from a run, I kid you not, things just felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I remember going back from runs, and I was motivated to like go sit in a public library in Rochdale houses out in Queens and like apply for jobs. I would wake up, go for a run, go back to the library, like look up ways and other ways that I can like get into stuff and I, mm-hmm. I figured out, I was like man I'll become a trainer and um I kid you not I did it part time for a while cause I just resented the fact of being like in my head I was still the washed up athlete who couldn't make it who was trying to like be a trainer right right and um I was still working I got a job working full time in digital ads and that was going really well so in my head I was like man I'm gonna take this money make some bread like training stuff stupid as well and um I kid you not one day I was like, you know what? I really don't like sitting at a desk. I just, I just don't. I, I, I felt like do I felt like I had built this resume for myself because you think about it. I've been playing sports since I was six. Mm-hmm. I played in high school. I was a highly touted, highly ranked recruited, whatever you want to call it, player. Did the same thing in college. Had a stint as a professional. That's twenty something years of my life spent doing like one thing. Why all of a sudden now do I feel like, you know what, for the rest of my life, I'm going to put on a shirt and tie, sit at a desk, right, and right. live up to something that just doesn't fit me. It's got to mm-hmm. be heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I, I kind of looked myself in the mirror and just accepted the fact that, you know what, like, it's nothing wrong with loving sports. It's nothing wrong with loving, you know, taking care of myself and loving working out and enjoying that. There's nothing wrong with competing. Right. And who says that I have to be an athlete and get paid millions of dollars to do that? Right. So I, I told myself, like, Let's figure out a way to make this make money. That that initially what it was. I was like, all right, I love doing this stuff, but how do I? Because I can't just I can't pay my rent with love, right? Yeah. Like nobody want to hear that. How do I? Yeah, how you do I mean? monetize this? Yeah, how, how do I? But what's key? What you just said too, um, is uh, the mental effects of running, working out. A lot of I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like you really, it really like I, I think I did it. I did a little research on it. It kind of like it boosts your endorphins. It's, yeah. It's like a shot, shot there, of dopamine. There's, there's a real thing called runner's high. Hmm. Um, New, the New York Times did an article on it recently, actually, and just talks about how running can make you sharper mentally, make you, basically make you smarter, wow. but overall make you a, a better person mm-hmm. um, through going out there and exhausting yourself physically through running because it forces you to have – very like a conversation with yourself but it has like a spiritual element to it it's weird it's really weird and mm-hmm. if you don't if you've never ran 
it's kind of like, why would you say that? That's crazy. Right. Because all you think about is yourself getting tired. Right. But, right. Yeah. You spend, you know, 30 minutes out there in the street, which is you and your sneakers hitting the ground and no music in your ear distracting you from the world. It's just you and the universe. Right. You, you'd be surprised. It's almost like of, a meditation in a sense. That's exactly what it is. Right, that, right, right. that is exactly what it is. I run, and I don't run with headphones. Like, I'm not one of those, put my headphones in right, and right. go, like, nine times out of ten, it's just me. My watch and some sneakers. Got you. All right, so you were transitioning now and learning how to um, monetize you being a, a personal trainer. When do you get to that? What was the moment where you felt like, okay, you know what? I got it. This is it. I well, could, this is going to be the path I'm going to take. I remember working at a at New York Sports Club and, and, and also at Equinox. And I remember meeting other trainers, talking to them, getting to know them personally, getting to know that, like their background. And... Everybody I met there just had the same approach. It was almost like, man, the gym isn't doing enough for me. Like, you know, like they don't, they don't, they don't help me enough. They don't brand me enough. They don't, they don't do this enough. And I was thinking to myself, like, the, the training industry in itself does not lend itself to longevity. You're only being tradable for so long. Your body will break down on you. When that doesn't break down on you, you know, if you just rely upon the income of other people, people are flaky. They lack consistency. That's just how it is, right? right. Just because you want to lose 50 pounds. Once you lose your 50 pounds, what you need me for? Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's, that's just the reality of it. So, how can I make ways, or how can I figure out a way to, to make money, to take care of myself, that have to do with something that I enjoy, but not necessarily doing it? And I was a philosophy major undergrad. So, writing, again, I had a journal as a kid. I, I loved to write. Right. I was like, I can write about fitness. I can mm -hmm. write about wellness. I, I can write about my love for running. And that's where I got my website from. It was a blog called Running Right. And I literally named it that because. Running Right? Running Right. Just just Running Right. And I named name. it that. I changed it to Good Work, but it, I, it was Running Right because I felt like I would go for runs and come back like. Ready. You know what I mean? Like, what's the movie? Limitless? That, that pill yeah, you yeah, take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go for a run, and that was my limitless. Uh, <laughs> I was invincible after that. And I didn't even know how far I was going, how fast I was going. All I knew was that the world was mine when I got back from that run. So I would go for these runs. I'm like, yo, I'm going to write about this stuff. And I was like, man, I got abs. I'm a, I'm a model. <laughs> right? I, I'm, dude, I'm a model. Like, nah, man, like, I see these guys in pictures. I could do that. Like, it, I think it was the confidence. That's what running gave me. Mm. I got confidence from it because... You know, if you, you talk to guys who knew me previously and they look at what I'm doing now, they're like, yeah, he psh, he, he should have started a while ago. <laughs> but for myself, it was like I had a hard time coming to terms with the fact that, like, I didn't do other things, right? Like, mm. I didn't become a lawyer or, right, you know, right. I, didn't, I didn't graduate in four years. I, I didn't buy my mother a house with my million-dollar contract, right? Or, right, right. you know, I, I wasn't the guy who I saw myself as when I was 18, when I was 19. What I projected me having, I didn't have. So I was right. like... I guess I got to do something else. And it wasn't until I just looked in the mirror and started believing in myself more right. that, you know what? Who cares? Like, so what I didn't do, what I set out to do, that doesn't mean I can't, you know, do something else and be amazing at it and still mm -hmm. find happiness. Right. And I think it, I had to come to terms with that. Yo, that's L, man. Like, I think um, people don't, that's, that's a topic that people don't really spend time talking about is like, you know, athletes are always considered to be the most confident people in the world and yeah. rightly so because you already know your physical limit and capability and your job by and large is to go past that right constantly you know right. so when you when you you're in a situation like yours when things didn't pan you know you're you're struggling with identity 
and just knowing that you have all of this potential in your body right. without an outlet. And, and people and never talk about and that's the that mental battle that it takes yeah. on, right. on your, and not even yeah, athletes too. like a lot of people go through that like having career yeah, well yeah. set out so, with certain careers exactly and they don't get the and it's like that battle it's tough but you overcame it I think I think the reason why I I don't mind telling the story or revisiting in that place but is because granted I, I think it is something that most athletes deal with because if you think about all the guys who play collegiate basketball football right how many of them get drafted and of the guys who get drafted how many actually go on and make the team sure. mm-hmm. right so it, it's, a, it's a known I feel like to an extent athletes kind of like man you know some of us ain't gonna make it but that's everybody right there, there are people out here who went to Ivy League schools right mm-hmm. who have Ivy League parents mm-hmm. and are you know they probably got a job but they ain't happy they're not yeah. living what they right. they're not thought doing what like they set they, out what to. they said i wanted to do when i grow up is not what they're doing yeah. and they had to make adjustments and sometimes i think for most people the adjusting part just isn't something that happens or if it, it takes a while you know and it, it's, it's a hard thing to do because no one teaches you how to make adjustments no one says when you grow up learn how to persevere they say mm-hmm. go out there do a good job do a good job and it's kind of like if you work real hard you know it's implied you're gonna get what you deserve and it's like yeah. nah dog, it don't work that way that's crazy right? too because it's like that mentality that you have to have as an athlete or just anybody who wants to win like you you're, you're never going into the battle in with the mindset of I'm gonna do the best that I can and if it doesn't pan out so yeah, what nah. Nah, you're you're like you're going like, in like I gotta right. conquer it's, it's win. Everything. Exactly. exactly if it doesn't I'm a failure right you know you know so how do you how do you like recalibrate I mean definitely through running but like what were what were some other exercises that you that you did to like normalize I, I think I, I'm not gonna lie man for me I had a I had a bit of a, a traumatic experience like I, I had a car accident okay um I was driving home was on my way from a workout. No, I, I worked out. I was on my way from my then girlfriend's house. The car got totaled, and I kid you not, the, the EMTs were like, "Dog, if you weren't in such good shape, you'd die." Because the car was finished, wow. right? So blessings. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, "I, well, you know, I got to the hospital. Nobody came to see me that night. Like, I called my mom and my girl. They didn't. They didn't respond. Oh, my mom. Like, I spoke to both of them, but neither one of them came to see me for two totally separate reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but." At that very moment, I was like, yo, dude, dude, this ain't my life. Like, I'm not this dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not the go total the car, driving home, right? I'm not the laying in the hospital bed trying to figure out what I'm going to do with myself. Like, and I'm not this, like, I'm just not this. I'm not a loser. And right. I think what helped me make that click was that experience. Because at that very point, when someone tells you, yo, you're supposed to die. Are you, you, nah, you weren't supposed to be here. It's kind of like, well, psh- I gotta do something yeah. and I felt like from that moment man I just I, I, yeah if you, if you talk to my parents they'll tell you I was a different person moving forward mm, it completely changed your perspective like I just I, I was like yo why, why the, excuse my language I don't curse but I was like why the fuck am I so nervous and like lacking confidence and like assertiveness and things if I wanna do something just go ahead and do it I think for a while I just felt like I needed validation I needed support and it took me having that experience looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, the only support I need, dog, is right here. Right, you know, right. granted, like, don't get me wrong, like, my mom is a pastor, right? I grew up in the church and I come from a solid family background, mm. but, you know, like, they ain't do that work for me. Right, right, right? And, they, and they couldn't have. They would have supported me whether I did something else, but ultimately, you know, I had to look myself in the mirror and come to terms with what I, what I wasn't, what I wasn't going to be, and what I was, and what I could be if I pushed myself. Mm. 
And I think ultimately for me anyway, it was something that I feel like, yeah, it was a traumatic experience and it was definitely a low point. But at that point, man, I felt like I, it couldn't get nowhere. Does, does that depression um, ever revisit you? And if so, like what, what are some things that you do to like combat it? I, I personally, I feel like it's, it's interesting because I wrote about um, depression in an article that I, I actually just referenced. Yeah, it was a details. really dope article. Oh, thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, it's funny because, you know, people don't like, like to say that word, especially like people of color. You say the word depression, they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> people, it's funny because I, I, I'll tell you guys now, that article I wrote, the first, the second blog post I ever published was called The Transition. Um, and I updated it and like changed the date on it so that it appears more frequently in my blog because I felt like it got a lot of views and wanted people to see it. But the one that I put on HuffPost is basically the transition, just I added in a few more details. I expanded okay. a little bit more. Um, so people saw it and they were like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Do you need me to oh, come see you? And That's I was like, a, first of all, if you read the article, it this starts off like, saying like <laughs> in 2012, right? Like, so why are you calling me now? Like four years later. Past that, baby. Get off my phone. Um, but uh, yeah like it was depression I don't think I don't believe it's something that just like goes away Mm. right I think there are levels to depression Mm. I I think I believe that it's it's not a matter of you know I have a cold I take something I get rid of it it's done right it's it's very much uh, like levels of depression I think you know, it, it could be levels of depression as, as severe as or high as high as someone may potentially be suicidal, mm. and then it can just be something as simple as like, you know, I'm what we might phrase I'm in a dump, so I'm, I'm going through the motions, right, right, or like I'm just I'm going through it right now, man. Where you know, one of my athletes, I won't say his name, I don't know if his business out on the street, but like, you know, he confided to me about something that happened in his family, and you know, I, I want to look at him and be like, hey, dog, you depressed because he might not necessarily understand what that word might mean. Right. And he might have like a perception of it and might internalize it in a certain way. Right. But ultimately, you know, people deal with things differently. And I think in terms of depression, everyone, I feel like, at least for me, I have an outlet. My outlet is running. Mm. Like I don't, yeah, I love basketball. I love football. I will coach basketball from now until the day I die. Mm. But what's going to help me be a better basketball coach, what's going to help me be a better father, be a better man, be a better boyfriend, just be a better person is having... 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour and a half sometimes to myself and my sneakers going somewhere on foot. And and that's key is having an outlet. Like right. if you are going through that, um, sometimes depression is almost like unavoidable in exactly. a certain sense. But having an outlet is kind of like, you know, an antidote in mm-hmm. a sense. Right. So let's talk more about the um the good work movement, man. The movement that's popping up everywhere where all my friends is, ah, don't is messing that. with it. I got to pull up. You know what I <laughs> mean? When I start really working out, stop playing. Nah, but, so good, you know, every chest, no legs. <laughs> nah, 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 I, keep, I keep it a rack, man. I think um I made good work because I, I felt like. I've seen a lot of things going on in, in just the fitness industry as a whole, and it was like a, it's like it won't was following each other, like it was body by this and something something fitness and, and yeah, they've been popping up. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a thing. Like everybody got one. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Train at this point, yeah. right? Like, and I was just like, oh, like I, the emphasis is on even like in the wording, and, and it, maybe it's just me because, like I said, I was I was a philosophy major, undergrad. I'm pretty analytical, dude. And I was like, yo, the emphasis is on like fitness and exercise and body, body. like I, nobody cares about that stuff. And I thought to myself, I was like, so I'm gonna be a company, right? Like, let me look at the other companies who I could consider like competition. And the first one that came up was Nike. I'm like, there you well, go. Nike doesn't name itself fitness anything. It doesn't call itself like 
Yeah. You know, it, it, it uses something vague. It created a name that has meaning, right? Because right. it's like a Greek god of, of victory. Like, of, of, um, Victory and like oh that's what Nike yeah, is yeah it, it means like, it was like oh, a Greek god of like it's actually kind of competition or something like that oh. um either way I was like all right so and you know the symbol for it was like something unique and I was like all right so let me do that when I create this brand name right because I'll define what it means through my actions and how I present it but the name of it can't be something that's tied to something tangible if I say Nike to you, you know, like without anything, you're like, oh, right? Adidas, Under Armour, which is a little more tangible, right? Which, right, right, right? Whatever. Um, if I say these things to you, you're like, oh, like Reebok, what, what is that? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. But if I say something, something fitness, you automatically know we're talking about working out. Mm-hmm. Body by Marcus. We talking about my aesthetics, how I look, right? right, right, right. If I say um, something better than somebody. You know that it's a competition and we trying to be better than, than some so whoever it is. It was like good work, man. When you think about the word good, it's it's vague. Good is about like ethics and morality, right? That that's a principle, that's a notion, right? It's but, personal. Right, it's ethics. Morale like that's good. It's 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 just good. Work is, you know, very much something that you do to get towards a goal. Right. Right? It's just a it's a process. It's it's literally a process that you do to get towards whatever your goal is, right? Um, even in the sports realm, good work is like an affirmation or like a, an acknowledgement of somebody's progress, right? But it's used in other platforms. If you walk in here and you just bust out something and you did well, yeah, good work on that project, right? Your nephew do something, you know, really good in school, hey, yo, good work on that report card, man. Your grades look amazing. I wanted to give people something that they could vaguely understand like they could they could visualize to an extent like they could see where i was going but couldn't put me in a box i felt like if i was going to create a brand i needed to create something that didn't have limits that something that i could define on my own um that's why i trademarked it that's why i I use it as the name of my company because i want people to understand that it's not something this this isn't about running this isn't about exercising this isn't about lifting weights this this is about whatever we want to make it about and i'm gonna make it about everything mm. and that's just what i've been doing so when people look and they say yo what makes good work different i'm like look at it you know like it, 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 it'll tell you just just pay attention and you'll see and i feel like because in doing that i think it's it's unlike anything i've seen don't get me wrong i'm i'm, a, I'm affiliated with a crew a running crew called black roses mic shout out to knox and the fam um and I'm, I'm, you know, I have friends in other running crews and, and training groups, but I don't know anybody doing what we're doing. And I say we because, you know, I, I have like I'm the face of it, and I definitely do all the work, but I know I have support from other people. Right. So, um, yeah, that that was my that was my mindset in, in creating good work. I wanted to create something that people could believe in, but also understood that we weren't just talking about working out and training because you you can go do that with anybody, dog. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a train on every block. Right, like you go on social media now, you type in fitness, and like it's it's easy, like yeah. it's, it's so accessible. So, I didn't want to make something that was very tangible to people, but I wanted to get them, give them something that they could identify with, and that's where it came from. Nice. Do you often spend time, you know, uh, rebuilding some of your clients, like mentally? I'm, I'm uh, I think that that's a like an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, a lot of the times, man, I, I think it, it comes back to my experience as a coach. I started coaching a high school sports back in 2011. That's dope. And um, 
the one thing I got from coaching was that like no two athletes are the same. For example, right? If I'm Jeff Hornacek, shout out to the Knicks, I can't approach Carmelo Anthony when he makes a mistake the same way I would approach Derrick Rose. Two, di- two completely different people, two different personalities. They respond to energy differently, right? Mm-hmm. I can't talk to Porzingis the same way I would talk to, I don't know, like Joe Kim Noah, mm-hmm. right? I might be able to yell at Noah. If I yell at Porzingis, he, I'm not, I don't know these guys personally, right. but you know, if I yell at another guy, he might shut down on me. Same thing with my clients. Some of my clients respond well to certain approaches. Some don't. Some people want me to be, you know, just as much of a trainer as like a spiritual advisor or like a, a mentor, if you will. Others, yo, Pete, shut up, show up, leave, get paid. Right. And that is just something that I have to discern and really just feel out when I'm, when I'm, you know, we're talking and we're going over like what we're going to do and what their goals are. But um, training people, you know, having clients is a very personal thing. And um, I take it seriously. But yeah, to answer your question, it really just depends, though. Because not everybody, the same way as, you know, podcasts are a thing, mm-hmm. right? And some people listen to podcasts. I'd be, I'd be very transparent with you guys, right? Not everyone. Some people want to learn and, and, and understand content on paper. Right. They want to read a book. They do not want to listen to something. Yeah, right? Right. Other people, they want to listen to something but it got to have like a beat behind it. Right. Right. So everyone like, learns and processes and internalizes. It's like different, different languages, way. how you got to. Exactly. Commun- so right, right. just figure out how to talk to them. And how has that helped you? Like uh, tremendously. I, but I, so going back to what uh, I was talking about, like with good work, you can't put it in a box. I think that's why I'm the kind of trainer who works well with anybody. Mm-hmm. Give me an athlete. I take care of you. Give me somebody who's looking to lose a hundred pounds. I got you. Give me a kid who wants a scholarship to play a sport. I, I'll get him there. Give me, Somebody who just want to have a good time. Give me Bianca Marley, right? right, right. Give, give me, give me uh, Tracy G. Give me, give me um, Taylor Rooks. Give me, uh, uh, I don't know, like one of my boys. Uh, give me, give me Kaz or somebody like that. Give me Dot. Give me Diomata, right? Give, right, me, give right. me whoever you can think of from any background, whoever. Give me Marcy Planco, right? Give me Kristen Anderson. Give me whoever, and I'll help them get to where they want to be. And I think that's something I take a, a great deal of pride in. But I'll be honest, I think I, I, I developed that skill from training because it's not, I mean, from coaching, because it's not something you just acquire over time. It kind of takes a bit of like, you know, a learning curve to it, if you will. What was, a, I guess, if you don't mind my asking, what was like a, a, a misstep that you might have had early on that you were like, all right, that was a great learning experience and um, this is how I'm going to tweak it? I've had instances in the past, man, but I've had clients who, I could just tell, man, like they weren't, they weren't dedicated. They weren't about that life. They just, they just weren't. And not, not like I, I could just tell, like, for example, if you give me a thousand dollars and I got to like call you not to confirm a session that we agreed to have, but call you to convince you to come to the session. It's like, you don't want to do this. Right. Right. There were instances which, in which like in the past I needed the money. So I kept it. And then, you know, when their contract expired and, you know, it was non-refundable and they never got their work out. And I was like, like, oh, well, now it's like, man, I just give them their money back and tell them, like, yo, dog, you know, you don't even want to do this. Yeah, right? you ain't about um, this. There's been instances where I just, you know, being transparent with you guys, where I felt like, you know, I sold myself short because I really wanted to work with somebody. They didn't have the money. I did it for free. And then they ended up, I felt like I wasted my time and did them a favor and I got nothing from it because mm-hmm. they didn't, weren't consistent. Mm-hmm. And it out lacked motivation after a while because I wasn't really getting compensated for it. 
Um, I've had that happen in the past. And then um, I've had instances, man, where, like, I was working with people and, you know, like, like I said early on, I just, I was, I, I was just trying to find somebody to work with, you know? And I've worked with people and I just didn't like them. And they ain't like me. Mm. And it was obvious. Right, it right. was a very mutual understanding. And it, <laughs> no synergy. Energy, nothing. Wasn't. Nothing. Just, you know, get out of here. And right. that was a learning experience, right, you know? Right. But I, I feel like you got to take the good with the bad. And I don't know... Are there bad experiences? Absolutely. But if you learn from them, then, you know, you just prevent the amount of bad experience that you have moving forward. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not fun being, you know, going back and forth with people and right. telling you, you know, right. they work with you and yada, yada, yada. You're somebody to me that embodies, like, um, I always say when you follow your path, um, the right people and the right things gravitate towards you. Right. right? And um, you're somebody who's, you know, your, your plans were this. They had to be adjusted, and you started following your purpose. And now you have a partnership with Nike. Right. Um, explain more of that, how that came partnership. about. That was a nice word. I wouldn't even call it that, dog. Like, I work for them. You okay. know, but you linked up with Nike, which yeah, is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. A dope thing. I know you're probably used to it, but, you know. Nah, I, it's, it's weird, man. I think coming in, and again, this is just me being transparent with you guys. I think coming in, in my mind, I think every trainer feels that way. I got trainers texting me now, like, yo, dog. How do I get down? Like, how does it work? Like, tell me. And I'll I be frank. I don't know the answer. Mm. I worked my butt off. And did I did I affiliate with people at the brand? Absolutely. I run. And Nike has a, a chokehold on the running game, the running industry, if you will, in mm-hmm. New York City. Um, globally, right? Indeed. Um, I run. And I know people who work at the brand in, in, in various different capacities. But I'll be frank with you. Nobody... They're not doing me any favors. I don't. These are not my friends, right? These these are not people I can. I go to the house and have Thanksgiving with, right? I just I know people the same way you might. We we know the same people, right? I know Raymond, but I'm not going to Raymond's crib after this to brunch <laughs> or dinner, right? Like same thing. So I think it came about organically. It came about because I think there were people there who respected and saw what I was doing, and I'd be frank, the position I have now was being filled. The gentleman um, moved on. The guy who had my the current role that I have as the head trainer, uh, Jordan Brand Nike, uh, Terminal Twenty Three. He got another opportunity and was like, "Hey, I'm, I've been doing this for X amount of years, man. I want to move on to something else." Mm. And I kid you not, if he doesn't do that, you don't get the no opportunity. Th- there isn't. There is no interview. There is no. Hey, come, come. We want you to come in and yeah. There's none of that. It's me. Not being here, probably. Oh, who knows, right? But it, it's me continuing to work and do what I've been doing prior to that. Um, so to answer your question, it came about, I think, opportunity met where I was. Right. Right? I, I don't... I, I didn't interview for the job. I mean, not interview. I didn't But you apply. were prepared, though, which is key. Exactly. I was right. prepared. But I, like, I didn't apply for it. I didn't fill it out on the computer. I got a call. Hey, I want you to come in and interview for this job. Right. Other dudes interviewed, dog. And I kid you not, a little story... I get in the interview and they're like, yo, so I want you to train this team. And I was like, nah. And they were like, what you mean? I was like, well, how many kids? They were like, like five. I was like, nah, give me the whole squad. They were like, the whole team? And I was like, yeah, give me the whole team. And <laughs> I did it because that's what I'm used to. I coach high school, coach basketball. Um, I coach football as well. I'm used to having 50-some kids in a room that's 200 square feet and having to figure it out. Well, right. So I think to them and in their head, they were like, well, if he could do that with these kids, like, I mean, he you know, I feel like that's probably, you know, what, but put it over the top. Cause I'd be frank, dog. 
Nike could get anybody. There's not a trainer alive right now that wouldn't drop everything they were doing to become a Nike trainer. True. Right? They could have picked anybody. Right. I think, you know, if they picked me, I must have done something that they right. liked. Like I'm saying, it just shows when, oppor- when opp- yeah. opportunity meets preparation. Right. You know, it aligned. Yeah. So that that's what happened. I didn't. I didn't take a pill, right? I didn't make a phone call. There was no magical thing. It was like there was opportunity that came about because someone else saw another opportunity that made way for my opportunity, and I, I took advantage of it. I Word. took advantage of it. Absolutely. So where do you see um, good work going in the next? Um, so it's funny, man. I think, uh, shout out to Natalia. Thanks for always coming to my workouts. Shout out um, to Natalia. I, it was funny. Um, I feel like, you know, currently in fitness, and just in, in, in the fitness industry as a whole, whether you want to look at like running crews or like training collectives, there's a, a, a trend going on where it's like, be the biggest, get the most, right? Like have an audience, let's be really social. Let's make this fun. And that's completely like the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm not saying that I don't want good work to grow on social media, but my concern is first and foremost with my audience and the people. And I don't want to, create something that is about uh, social engagement and having a good time and being entertaining. Um, there are running crews out there. Their, their thing is they want to like empower the entire community. There's running crews out there. Like they want to, you know, go for long runs and take pictures. There's training crews out there who anybody can come and everybody is invited and let's hug each other and let's hang out and let's do stuff and let's work out. Let's have a good time. And to be frank with you, I, don't get me wrong, working out, can be fun but fun isn't the word that comes to mind when I think about working out I agree you know what I mean right, like right. it can be fun it, it can be enjoyable we can enjoy this right. experience we can enjoy the results of this yeah. experience afterwards right? it's enjoyable but the process of it that that's ain't that, fun that's though. the grind man. that ain't fun that's that grind if, if you think that this is fun then I don't know if you're working hard I don't know if you're doing it right <laughs> that's right? a fact like cause it's, it's not like if, if exerting yourself physically in that in that present moment is not a fun thing to do when you want that right. fifth set it ain't fun it, like and for me that is that's what I, I think of when I think about training when I think about good work and, and where I want us to go I want us to be the brand that is affiliated with making progress through doing something that is inherently difficult Results like you like you know, it's gonna be a tough day, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not gonna be easy. But you also know it's gonna be worth it. You also know that ain't nobody gonna be able to fuck with you after you do this, right? Mm-hmm. You also know that you will you will have the confidence to go out here and dominate in every other facet of your life because of how you prepared and the work that you put in while you were in that room with those other seven people or what have you. Um, that's where I see good work going. I, I, I don't I do not want to be the big crew that has a hundred members a thousand people and everybody smiling yeah the nah like, dog I'll, give me give me ten people let's get to work savages Oof. right like that's that's the word people use like that talk give, give me give me ten like people who are straight monsters who are committed who don't miss days who when they if they miss a day it's because like something crazy out of the ordinary happened, and they making it up right and, and they try you know, peace, see, I get that back. see that's the trying to right? commit that's the type of commitment i'm trying to right Graduate to. I ain't there yet. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I'm working but, so towards that. What I want to, what I want to create is something. I want to create that, right? And then people who get wind of it want to join, right? Want to be a part of it, and mm. they, they want to get down. I want to. Interest is what I care about. Right, right, right. But I'm, I'm not after 
everybody come to my pop-up. I'm having a workout at Ripley Grid Studios. Da-da-da-da. Nah, dog. I respect that, man. I'm in Century Park. We got a thousand. Nah. I respect that. Give me give me ten monsters. Like, and not and I'm not talking about like how they look. Right? Mm. And I'm I'm not talking about what kind of condition that they're in. I'm I'm mm, talking about mindset. their commitment. Mm. Right? I put that up when I uh, I revealed the logo on social media the other day, and I was like connected by commitment because that's the difference between what I'm creating and I feel like what I see a lot of out there is that there's a huge emphasis on it being a social thing, it being a fun thing, it being a cool thing. Yeah, this generation likes that. It's like a, you know what I mean? I kid you not, Natalia tell you, she was at the workout the other day. She was like, Pump P, you don't want to go get your phone so you can take a picture? I was like, nah, we good, we working. Like, I don't care. I, I I genuinely do not care about this work. If it's if 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 everyone else knows how amazing of a time we're having right now, because they'll they'll get wind of it. The the eight people who end up being this collective, ten it might be, uh, whatever that number ends up being, you know those those people who stay committed though. When you when you see them when they walk in a room, people are gonna notice them, mm-hmm. and the next crew of people who come about, people are gonna notice them and. When these changes start to happen for people, when they start to, you know, see them for themselves, when they start to feel them for themselves, I think that will be what makes what I'm doing so valuable, but also what will drive that interest, what will create that, hey, how do I do that? Because, you know, anybody could join any of these other things. Right. Right? Anybody, if you wanted to wake up right now, I know about umpteen running crews, though, you can show up right now and get down. Mm-hmm. But for this, you got to have to earn that title. Right, you want to come to good work? You gonna have you gonna have to show us. You you are gonna have to say, hey, I'm committed and improve it. Good work, right? And that that's that's what I, I feel like is different from what I'm doing and where I see it going. I'm I'm creating a closed membership collective, um, that is co- connected by commitment. But more importantly, we not necessarily results oriented, but we're about the narrative of making progress, and we mm-hmm. do that through fitness. Right? It's just an element to it. It's it's how we choose to express ourselves is how we choose to get better. And then we go out in other ways, man. We might be, you know, teachers, doctors. We might be janitors. We might be gym teachers. You know, we come from all over the place. We might be secretaries, but we show up in that gym, we monsters, we beasts. And we do really well. We excel, we push ourselves, we challenge ourselves, we we encourage one another, and then we leave, we do amazing things. And that's really it. That's fire. I'm really really enthralled by everything that you just said especially the connected by commitment thing because when you're amongst like-minded individuals it it helps you uh uh, accomplish i hate i don't know about anybody else man i used to go to like other group fitness classes and workout because like i said i was a trainer at a gym for you know plenty of time and you go you're working out man you see some people they're like you can tell you don't want to be there they just did it because whatever you see some people struggling you know i was always the guy who i knew i was always fine but i was trying to look out for other people and see like what the vibe was and I, I kid you not I used to look over at people and I, I'd be the guy hey come on man you got it you doing good and then you know I, that was just me but I, I know for a fact I, I played on teams I coach teams now there's nothing more powerful than a, a, a group of like minds working towards the same goal mm. at the same time who are all committed that's dangerous mm-hmm. matter of fact last time they had a group like that they tried to kill them all it was called the Black Panthers right like mm, you true. get a bunch of people in a room mm-hmm. who are all committed to the same thing in the same way and moving as one like that's that's dangerous and no I'm not trying to say I'm trying to start a revolution right I'm not I'm not Huey Newton I'm not it's a revolution in the mind right? but exactly I, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is change how people feel about themselves and how they and 
I hate the word inspire, but what I would like for them to all do is be able to become leaders outside of that room and outside of that arena because of what they did in that hour and 15 minutes that we spent trying to kill ourselves physically, right? Mm-hmm. Mentally, exhausting ourselves, right? I feel like when they leave that room, they'll feel stronger and better to go into other areas of their life and lead, not just help, not just support, but lead and you know, that's that's just that it'll, part of my vision. Right? It'll carry on yeah. past the Yeah, and that is I, so I kid you not. The, the goal is not to just do it like, you know, with training. Like eventually I want to create like a facility and have a space. So it's not just about, all right, so like, you know, you, you became a leader in the weight room, but like all right, how did that translate? All right, so how do we get this to be better? Right? How do we you said you wanted to, you know, be a, a writer, how do we become a better writer? You said you want to paint, you said you wanna be a lawyer, all right. So how do we equip you? Because you got the confidence now, now you need to find you know your craft and fine tune it and refine your approach to get better at something. But mm. I think for me, it's going to start in a way. It's going to start in gym. That's fire. Since you, you, oh my fuck! Oh. I, I was, was going to ask some workout questions. You know, I can wait Where I got? I need to know how to work out the upper chest. By the way, but we can talk about that. Like, <laughs> got you, got you. But um, at the same time, though, um, talk about some of your 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 monsters, some of your success stories. Um, Who's told that some of your uh, your your clients had made it to the Olympics? True, Yo, true, yeah, because Courtney Webb is popping. Lit. And if any trainer out here nice. feels like you know they're amazing, I would tell them go out here and build an Olympic athlete and come mm. see me. Um, mm. Talk that talk. That's real shit though. Um, it's funny because part of me feels like you know what being a good trainer just means that you're able to connect with somebody and then help them to reach their goals. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like a good trainer is. So. I, with that being said, I feel like there are a million, there are a lot of good trainers out there. I know some of them, um, some of my friends. Um, I don't know all of them, right? But um, success stories. My proudest moment um, comes from working with athletes. Just because at heart, that's who I am. That's what I am. And that's what True. I will always identify as that at the end of the day. Before that I'm hunger. anything, yeah, I'm an athlete. So right. right now I'm working with a young man who um, was player of the year at Kent State in his conference. Nice. Um, you know, he's doing really well. He's over had to overcome some adversity in his life, but he's, he's doing amazing things. Um, he's preparing to play overseas in Europe. Um, so my job right now is to get him on that team and he has that workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked with a young lady who, to her credit, she was a collegiate athlete. She played lacrosse in college. Mm. Um, graduated and got a job. Professional. Just, she was just working. She worked out a lot. She was just working. Um, now, after working together, she qualified uh, to be a skeleton on the 2018 uh, Olympics team, the U.S. Mm-hmm. national team um, for the Winter Olympics. So shout out to Courtney Webb. Um, she's amazing. Uh, I'm linking with Courtney next week. Um, nice. Now, take away athletes. Uh, Marcy Polanco, um, she was the former director of public relations at Viacom for a while. Nice. Um, Marcy, um, you know, lost close to I mean over 70 pounds whoa that's tremendous shout um, out to Marcy yeah, but Marcy I think the, the coolest thing about Marcy's story in my opinion and you know she'd have to tell you what she thinks is dope um, Marcy's still a mom mm. you know Marcy still have responsibilities Marcy is a single mom right so not only does she have responsibilities as a mom but she's single so you know she might be dating yeah that's, that's just you know that just is what it is she deals with circumstances that I think, you know, a number of people can relate to, but she got it all done. 
you know um she did all that still taking care of herself she was freelancing for a while she still managed to like control and dictate that situation and uh, reach her goals I, that was like inspiring to me like marcy was down we meet up at planet fitness it didn't matter you want to meet up in a park in the rain she was with it you know yeah. you go for a run she was with it um she didn't like running but she was down we used to do sprint intervals on the treadmill all the time she would complain but she was feeling it at the end of it um so Marcy was a great moment for me. Um, Tracy Garrod or Tracy G, she's known in the industry as. Mm -hmm. uh, Tracy's like assisted me. Just seeing Shout Tracy take the baby steps that end up being leaps to make progress because I feel like what's tough about me being a media professional is that you know you, you stay out late, you go to events, yeah, right. um, you get free drinks, you get free drinks, you get free food, and none of it is good for you. Mm -hmm. She's been able to every year get a little bit better, get a little bit better, get a little bit better, and now. Um, you know, it's to the point where, like, not only is she, you know, looking and living the brand, but she's also out here trying to inspire others to do things through her own initiative called Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I, I shout out to Tracy because I think, you know, that's just amazing in her own right. But she's, you know, one of the most successful, I guess, stories. I, oh, not success stories, but one of the most successful moments I've had working with someone um, outside of Tracy. Uh, my boy, Ernest. Um, shout out to E. Ernest last name is pronounced I think esteem Ernest is one of those guys who uh, you know media professional he was working at Dunk 360 I believe at the time mm. um, he was staying out late he was drinking and Ernest had a reputation and it was nothing to do with like being healthy he yes. was like I, I hang out you know what I mean I drink I, I live that life I smoke you know what I mean I, I, I hang out that's what I do and you know I mean I feel like the testimony his is on the website but you can literally see the changes like he goes from like you know the man boob gut guy to like abs sculpted chest arms right to be that guy yeah like that 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 was dope to see because like i said ernest is a young guy you know he's my age um my boy lenny uh i say my boy but all these people were not my friends when we started working together right. um, but it kind of just happens over time yeah of course but uh lenny uh Leonard dixon howard alum uh advertising executive um lenny had been working out for a very long time and always been the guy who like trained a lot but never really liked their body type. He was like, yo, like I like, I work out and I'm in shape, but I'm not in the kind of shape I want to be in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, started working together, man, got his weight down, um, leaned up, tightened up, and you know, he's doing amazing things on his own. Um, I'm pretty sure there's, there's a number of other people I'm forgetting, but I think overall, nice. I have a lot of fun working with people who, who are just committed. Everyone that I named, I, I'll be honest, I think the what they all have in common and what I'm what I've realized and the reason why I'm, I'm moving in the direction I am with good work is that the commitment level is there mm -hmm. I have clients who things I, I can't mention them when you talk about success stories because things didn't pan out for them right. and as a professional but more so as a person when I ask myself hey man what what could have I done different what could I have done differently to get them to that end result it's tricky because ultimately man in this industry, the reason why it's so fickle is because you're depending on other people who, in some instances, may lack, you know, toughness. They may lack, you know, discipline. They may lack commitment. They may lack, you know, the right mindset to achieve this difficult goal. And I think everyone that I mentioned just now is a success story. They had success because they were committed. Mm -hmm. um, the people who I work with who haven't had success stories, man, like, you know, I think to an extent, it, it just it's hard it's really hard 
this is not easy. It's, this training isn't like running. You Do know? you see a correlation from your um your success stories in the gym to those those clients of yours having success outside of the gym? Oh, absolutely. Because mm. I mean, yeah. So one thing I will say is that everyone that I've worked with, um, who I've had success for, like in the gym, they've gone on to like do things that like were pretty interesting and cool and not like cool from a sense a standpoint of like oh you know it's it's a social media thing like they accomplished whatever goal they had for themselves right like they got new jobs they got promotions they they became a better son to their mother right they 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 became a better boyfriend to their girlfriend or girlfriend to their man major goals those are the kind of things that i think i'm able to help people do um, from working with me granted you, you go put some extra commas in your bank account that's amazing but I think mm. it's helping people be better versions of themselves is ultimately like what the end goal is and that's what they come into me for in the first place got you alright let's get to these uh, workout questions alright yeah so right, get in the question number one bro <laughs> my, my upper chest have been lacking I've been trying to figure <laughs> out okay. I've been trying to do uh, dumbbell pullovers <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying All right, uh, so, so first and foremost a dumbbell pullover is stimulating your tricep like right here, yeah, right here. That has nothing to do with your chest. Okay, that ain't, that ain't even. So they lied to me on bodybuilder.com. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna come back. That's the Google workouts. Yeah. Like, yo, how do I get brawly? Yeah. yeah, I would right. say, um, looking to scope your chest, man, tighten it up. Um, a real good way to fire those muscles and stimulate those muscles, man. Uh, so I, I would, I would definitely go grab a dumbbell, but grab a barbell. Like standard bench press, but you got things you got to play around with angles. So like incline bench press, right? So when when the, the slant on the bench is going up, mm-hmm. right? Decline bench press, right? Um, also different variations of bench press. So like you got your standard bench, you know, barbell, you know, the Olympic bar. Mm-hmm. You know, put two hands on it. Grab some dumbbells. Grab some dumbbells. All right. Put some resistance bands with those dumbbells. Like there's different ways that you can stimulate muscles and challenge them because. Like lay on the resist. I just I work out uh, in the house because you know the gym gives me the heebie jeebies. I can I can send you a visual of somebody else doing it because I feel like me describing it to you. Mm. Although I know what I'm talking about, you might get it. You know, I just if I say take the resistance band, make sure it's above your shoulders, lay flat on your back on the bench, wrap the band underneath the bench, put your hands on both sides, and then push up with a resistance band in your hand. It's very hard for somebody to visualize what I just said. And take it in. And everything I just said is completely spot on accurate. But again, it's just difficult to visualize. Right, so, right, right. Um, but yeah, it is. Muscles are very much like, um, they're like relationships, right? Like, you've got to treat them a certain way to get certain responses, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to challenge them. They, they, that's a bad analogy. I'll take that back. Um, <laughs> muscles are not like relationships. Muscles are, muscles are like, muscles are like, they're reactive. Right. That's just, that's what muscles are reactive. You do something to it, you will get this result. Mm. Right? You don't do this to it, you won't get this result. And then, at even times, the slightest, even the littlest thing? You do, you, you, you hit a muscle the right way, dog, you, you're going to get results. It's just a matter of, you know, are the results in line with what you envision for yourself? This is what I try to tell people, right? Like, I'm trying to be young Idris. See, and so. <laughs> Perfect example. A number of times, people body goals. I hate that term, but it's a real thing. They'll look at Tiana Taylor and they'll go, "Oh, oh you look like that." You probably Lord got that off to that time. woman. I ain't gonna lie, dog. I, I'm I'm so like not here for the nonsense because yeah. I I be the first one to tell people, "Yo, first of all, like her boobs are fit. Like second mm. of all, like okay, 
if her boobs are fake, you, you, you don't think she was open to paying for her butt? Like, you think she was always that thick? Mm. No, I'm asking you. That, that's not me telling you that her butt is fake. This is me just I just assumed it was like leftover pregnancy. I, I very well made. I mean, made before the true. pregnancy, she was lit. Yeah. She, so his nothing. She always been fine. Yeah. My yeah, only yeah. knock on Tiana Taylor, the only reason why, I like, and it's just me, I have a type. But, you know, I, I, I like tall women. I'm tall, I'm 6'5. So walking around with a ghost, 5'4, five, 5'3 five, just ain't for me. That's yeah. just not my life. That's not the narrative I want for myself or my children. Right? Yeah, Amazon. Um, exactly. So, but Tiana Taylor is a beautiful woman. Absolutely. But, and I say all this to say that I feel like when women look, people, not women, when people look at other people and say, I want what they have, it's like, but that's unrealistic. You're setting yourself up for failure because, one, you don't know what they did to get that. True, indeed. You just did it. You're idolizing something that you don't understand and know what it took to get that. Number two, whatever it did take to get that, are you willing to do the same thing? Do you have the same resources that they have? Are you in the same space to commit whatever they committed to get whatever they got? Because there are people out here who just, they have more than what we have. Khloe Kardashian did not go in the gym and build her body. Shout out to her, sir. Right? Right? And if you want to look like her, guess what? We're not even really talking to having a conversation about you getting in the gym. You're talking about what's your budget. I feel like even her head got smaller. Like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's not even a conversation of, of, of I, what, what workout do I do to get like My her? Bad. It's like, yeah, what's your yeah. budget? Are you willing to take that trip to go wherever you need to go to get, get cut open? That's true. Yeah. Right? If you said, Make oh, that life risk. Right. Now, if you if, think about it, here's, here's another example, right? I want to I wanna body like LeBron James. <laughs> Dog, do you realize... How unique of an athlete the specimen he is physically. Exactly, because first of all, genealogy uh, has a lot to do with David it. Stern right. and whoever put everyone him in a petri dish. Bo- yeah, like and created him. Everyone isn't born like that, just mm-hmm. looking like that. I, I, I yeah. use myself for example. I've always had abs. Always been. Shout out to you, brother. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> right? Like, I, I kid you not. The reason why I said I could become a fitness model was because I said to myself, "Yo, at the time, like I was, I was always been in shape. I've never been like out of shape." But did you just hear that light stump? I, I was, by the way, nah, it was, <laughs> like, no, no, no. The point that I'm making is that when people look at me and go, "Hey, Cassell, how do I get abs like yours?" Yeah, there's a huge part of me that wants to be like, "I don't know," because I've always had them. Mm. I can tell you how to work out. I can tell you how to stimulate muscles. I can tell you how to diet, right? To trim fat to make this area look tighter, but I can't specifically tell you how to look like me because I don't know how I look like me. I woke up looking like this, and all I ever did was continue to play sports, work out, mm-hmm. and bust my tail, and my goal was never ever to have abs. Right. It was already there. Yo, right? this is coming my from the most was, humble place yeah, ever, by like, the way. No, but that's a real thing. Like, like for, we all got insecurities, right? Yeah. Like my insecurity, I'm insecure about my skin. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, damn, I wish I had clear skin like um Kelly Kelly Rowland or something or I wish I had clear skin like like Will Smith or something right I don't mm. right I that's my insecurity but I have other assets to myself right and like they don't make me better than nobody that's just the cards I was dealt right what I'm saying is that I feel like there's too much of an instance there's too many circumstances in which people idolize false images or things that just they don't understand what's actually going on. Like when you see an image on photo, I mean on Instagram, understand dog, like it's probably got a filter, right? Remember when uh, Amber Rose had that photo, she was bending over the, uh, the balcony. Oh yeah, 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 I do actually. And then the, the un, 
marked images came out, right? The the the, the natural ones, and people were like, oh, she got cellulite, and she did. That's like that's what a woman's body looks like that's when you're forty something years old. I appreciate they got all you kids, right? Like. What you expect her to look like? Oh, right. I get it. You thought that that was a reality. Right. I think what I see and what I try to address a lot of times when I'm dealing with people is their mindset. It's not necessarily like them wanting something for themselves. It's just understanding, hey, like it's okay to say I want to have a, a, a better body. I want to look like this. I want, you know, a bigger butt. I want uh, a bigger chest. I want tighter arms. I want a more sculpted chest. Mm-hmm. But just understand that it's all possible but want that because you want that don't want what somebody else has right don't don't look at what someone else has and i want that for me it's like dog I, I, you know you, you sure you, you sure because hmm. when we get in here and get the sweating and we get the jumping around and get running up and down and you get the throwing up you get the cursing we're gonna ask you again do you really want that hmm. right right and then what really makes it bad is that like they'll work really really hard and make great changes and still be unhappy with themselves. Wow. Because they want what somebody else has. Like I, I know I have a client, I'm not gonna say her name. She is into bodybuilding and physique. Like that's her thing. And um, I wrote an article about it actually. It's, it's coming out soon. Um, long story short, she worked with me, worked with me, got in great shape, and then was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna go over to Columbia and get the surgery done because in bodybuilding in, in her area, and like everyone get like the boobs they gotta be enhanced to a certain extent or like you gotta give you more of like a coat body look so they gotta suck some of this out right wow. and she was completely transparent with me about it like yeah this is what everyone else does to get what they want i want the same thing i gotta do it and i respected her for it then she went out there right and the funny things happened like she came back and she was like yo nobody checking for me like I'd be in a club and don't nobody be like, oh my God, your butt is huge. And oh my God, how you lose all the weight. It's crazy. Uh, and I was like, but, and I say this to say, that's a prerogative. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect people who see something about themselves and go out here and do whatever they need to do to change it. So if you want to pay for it or you want to do it, you know, the organic natural, that's completely up to you. I think what I hate, what I dislike to see is people not being aware of that. Because she never, she was, she knew from the gate, hey, look, dog, that's what I want. And that's why I respected it from her. When people look and say, I want to look like Tian Tell, I want to look like uh, Amber Rose, I want to look like, you know, Nicki Minaj, right? It's like, do you understand, like, what that means? Because mm-hmm. if you want what they want, you got to do what they do. And they didn't just go in the gym and start squatting. They didn't just diet. That's just, that's just not how that happened. Mm-hmm. So. If you you don't look like they, these people. They right. don't even look like them. They don't. They don't even look like them. Mm-hmm. You want to be something that that thing that you want to be ain't even what it is. And they not even happy with themselves. No. For, for I wanted, you know. Yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask. You said that you were a philosophy major, yeah. right? Who's your favorite philosopher? Oh, Henry David Thoreau. Mm. Yeah, that's my Thoreau. man. Thoreau. Thoreau is Walden yeah. is like my favorite book. Um, and Thoreau is like that's my guy. Thoreau and, and I would consider Malcolm X a philosopher. Absolutely. Th- Thoreau and Malcolm X. Um, I would say Malcolm X over Thoreau. Um, but those those are my two guys. Yeah, like, man. It, yeah, it don't get no better. I was introduced to to Thoreau in high school. Yeah, my favorite is Schopenhauer. Okay, I, I can't knock you. He's 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 dope. He's he's a little dark. Though. He's dope. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like scary. Like he's yeah. like imagine like Edgar Allan Poe on like Molly with like liquor in him. Very much so. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. It's like reading The Stranger all day. I might be judging you a little bit right now. That's it's okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I think it. I think it's dope that you have all of these these themes, and you know you're you're equipped to you know um, 
help people because um, it's it's therapy and and a lot of times you know especially in our community we don't talk about just the mental toll that we like there's so many things that happen in on the day to day that that take a mental toll on you right. and then you compound that by putting all this extra pressure on yourself it's for something that might not even exist yeah nah. and you're here you are coming to say yes you're imperfect but let us find beauty in your imperfection and let us sculpt that imperfection as something that you can be proud of exactly and i think that's Ill. a very well put sense. that was that was eloquent was absolutely poetic right there right definitely there. <laughs> um my last two questions uh calisthenics versus weight training ah I, I think it just comes down well first of all what's wrong with both i hate when can you can you can do both right you can mix both oh, and, um, yeah. yeah hell yeah right right like if because i love my pull-ups right? my pull-ups i feel like you know is the reason why you know, I can. There's a reason why what, Trash? <laughs> <laughs> why you? I'm not. There's a reason why if I'm in the club and somebody bump into me, I could, you know, you bump back a little bit. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what calisthenics yeah, for. Yeah, but um, it just makes you feel like if, that's like real strength to me. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Weight training is like, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to get pretty or whatnot. You feel me? Like, I'm out here trying to like boost up my. Right, right, you know? right. I think I, so. I, I be frank. It, it, it depends. <laughs> like, uh, so if we're talking about like. If we're talking about from a po- aesthetics, right? That's that's really hard because no two bodies are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, shout out to him. He he wrote a book a while ago, but he basically broke down like the different body types. And there's certain people who are like genetically like this. There's certain people genetically like that. It, it's a long story short. There are certain people out here where their body will respond better to certain things than others. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. It's just that's just the nature of where they're at with there. So, for example, I might go and do pull-ups for the rest of my life and look a certain way because of it. Mm-hmm. I might go lift weights for the rest of my life and look a certain way because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's up to me to decide which look I like more, right? Some people, you know, cow sex is their thing, and ain't nothing wrong with it. Like you're not gonna hear me tell somebody, oh, you shouldn't do that. I think cow sex. If there was any knock against it, is that uh, for the most part, man, like you, you gotta have some really strong like joints and ligaments because you put a lot of stress on them. That's true. Yeah, like because your whole body, yeah. Weight. Like it's just it, over time, like the wear and tear. Like I see guys, mm. um, they call like bar stars on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They flip it and they jump it, and I'm like, dog, because there's no give on that bar either. Right. So like these high impact collisions. That your body is having with that bar over time, like can can be, you know just be stressful in your body. But again, that's with anything. But weight training, um, you know, like like you said, like the, I guess you, I guess you phrase it as like real strength. But in reality, no, I think calisthenics more is real strength. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, right. sex is more real strength. Mm-hmm. Weight training is, is is different because the weights are in more controlled environments, right? Like when I lift 225 pounds on a on a bench press. That 225 pounds, for the most part, is distributed evenly ah, across that bar, right? Right, right, right? Whereas if I'm lifting a 225-pound person, right, now at that weight, right, is, first of all, it's dead weight, right? But, but more importantly than that, that weight is not evenly distributed. Right, right. Right? You're, you're one side at any given moment is shifting. And the other side, I got to balance. Mm-hmm. You have to be stronger in a different way to do calisthenics as opposed to doing... Weight. Uh, weight training and it, it basically just comes down to like stability um mobility but it, i mean they're different but I, I think both should be utilized in 
ain't implemented into a program. You, you should not favor one over the other mm-hmm. because they are both beneficial in different ways. Um, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you should do both. I do both. Well, it's, yeah. Thank you. And um, this is my last question to our driven minds. Um, what what drives you, man? You waking up at 5 a.m., you, you put in the work, you're writing, you're a contributor, you're um, a Nike trainer, you've, you've developed your brand, and it's only getting better. What drives you to wake up every morning and go and do this? I, something I wrote about. Um, I don't really, you know how some people are like, I'm driven by fear, like I, I never wanted to be like a loser or something like that, or some people was like making money, like I wanted to, you know, provide for people. I, what drives me, man, I've, I've always woken up and just wanted to be really good at something. Mm. I just how it was wired. I, I, I can't explain it. When I wake up in the morning, I'm compelled to do something because I feel like that's what I deserve. I feel like my name is Purcell Duggar and I'm good at shit and I'm going to do well and I'm going to do well because I said so. And I mm. believe that I'm going to do well because I'm Purcell Duggar. It, it's mm. weird. I know that doesn't really have, you know, you know, any like, like what? Like, how's that add up? But it, it was ingrained in me as a kid. That whole just be on the team mindset. Just be happy to be here. Nah. No. Like, lead. Mm. Be the guy. And mm. for me, that's something I've always embraced. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm done writing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my day and whatever I'm doing, dog, I'm, I'm trying to nail it. Even if it's just, you know, being in a group chat and just trying to, like, keep people engaged and, you know, try to strike a conversation about, you know something related to good work and, and working out or like hey guys like check out this article or like you know what would you have for breakfast today or something like that um or even if it's just like engaging with my athletes and trying to make sure that they're like in a good mental space to go out here and compete um or maybe, even if it's just getting ready for a run right like i just i want to do well um and what's driven me to do well man it's just this inherent thing this chip on my shoulder i've just always had one i've always felt like I've had something to prove, not to like the rest of y'all, you know what I mean? Like to myself, I've, I've envisioned myself since I was a kid being amazing at something, mm. right? If I was playing sports, yo, I wanted to be the best guy on the team. I wanted to be the captain at the same time. I wanted to win the game winning touchdown, right? Mm. When I was in school, I wanted to be on the spelling bee team. I wanted to be the best spelling person on the team, right? I just, that's just how I was wired. and. It's the same way when I think about good work. It's the same way when I think about my writing. I, I kid you not, I write. I enjoy writing. I like writing, but sometimes I don't put out content because I'm just like, I don't love it enough. So I got to go back and edit it. I got to fix it. And even then, I'll be like, Dad, I, I put a U and I'm supposed to put an E or something like that. But I put extra comma instead of a hyphen. I don't know, whatever. But I've, I've just always had a chip on my shoulder, and I, I don't ever see it going anywhere. I, I've embraced it. I'm, I'm the kind of person, dog, I walk in a room and like, not not like here to put on a show, right? I'm not trying to entertain people. I'm I'm not trying to be like the guy. But I ain't Diddy. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not that guy, right? Like I'm I'm not that guy. But if I walk in a room and we start talking about something that I know, oh, I'm not gonna hold my opinion. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and, and be passive. I'm not gonna be like, Well, I don't know. I know. And if you ask me for some insight on something, I'm I'm a share. If I don't know, I don't know. But um I just I'm just I don't know. I asked, asked my parents, man. You, uh, you know what? Just childhood. I got about umpteen siblings I grew up with. Oh, mm. I got three older sisters. Um, Yikes. I have another younger sister, and I have two younger brothers and an older brother. But I, growing up, there were six of us in total. Um, I know five. I'm sorry, five. There were five of us in total in the household on a regular. 
and I was the first boy um, in that household and then my brother was after me and you kind of just like you know when you got three older sisters and you the first boy for like four or five years you get teased though like, they tell you ugly they tell you you stink you dirty for no reason you know what I mean like you just come to, you, I just came to get cereal you just ugh like yeah. go somewhere and then you know you leave the house and you know girls start calling you cute and you're like who me like I'm word me I'm cute my, my sister's calling me I mean me well Purcell you've had abs since you were six years old that's true but <laughs> ain't nobody like you but hold on let's be honest here right if you think back to when you were younger you probably had cause we was all skinny yeah, I had a couple, I had like two. Yeah, yeah like two and a half. I was a chubby kid. Okay, so that, all right, that's a little bit different. That 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 yeah. that's just the kids you was dealt. But for like for most malnourished, you know, inner city kids like myself, yeah. If you, if you were skinny, you, you had you had abs yeah. just off default, dog. Yeah. You, we was just skinny. Only thing I did differently was that when it came time for middle school, I was on the team. Yeah. So now I was, I was skinny. I wasn't eating enough, and now I'm out here burning a ton of calories, right? Then I start weightlifting. I get to you know high school. Now I'm still lifting, still malnourished, still not eating enough, right? But I'm running around a lot. Now I'm in college. Now I'm eating, and I'm working out. Damn that athlete meal plan. But you know, my, like my abs gonna do leave? Nah, they they stay. Like they've been in it since I was 17, 18. I ain't gonna go nowhere now. And then now it's like, I mean, don't be wrong. I don't really drink like that. I'm not much of a. I, I don't smoke, but I, I'm definitely not much of a drinker. And um. So you're not gonna drink that? Yeah, somebody. Can. All right, I'll so, take that. Yeah, yeah. I you. felt bad. It was <laughs> sitting here the whole time. I was just looking sitting at it like, here, like I was yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah. these carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that ain't gotta give me nothing to get me going. Like I, I got. Yeah, I think I can tell that. Now. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Going. Yeah, I'm straight. But um, yeah. Like I've just, I've just always been wired a certain way. I've always been the kind. If you ask my sisters, ask my mom. Like when I was a kid, I was like. My grandmother tell you like I had stories where I was like, I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be an FBI and I'm being charged and I'm gonna tell them what to do and I'm gonna like I just you I've always wanted to be the guy who was the guy and not because you know it was like the cool thing to do I wanted to be the guy because I felt like that's who I was mm. right I, I felt like my name is Purcell and I'm gonna go out here and be amazing mm-hmm. watch me work and it just stuck with me as an adult. And I ain't gonna lie, you know, some people don't like it. I, I'm pretty sure I, I rub, I know I rub people the wrong way. In some that comes with it. Comes you know what I mean? Dog. But like, I suffer with that too. It's, it's just, that's just life and that's okay. But right. you know, we all gonna be all right. I'm gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right. We're gonna chill. But I don't, which, what drives me, man, is just, just me. I, I wake up and I, I just want to do well. I want to, I want to do well. And if I don't, I'm going to do well. Respect, right? Like, um, if, if 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 I don't, you know what? There's a race, and I don't run the time I want. I'm sh- I'm gonna run the next time. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. If 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 you know, I I get hurt, I'm gonna get better, and I'm gonna go out here and and, and never get hurt again. Right. If 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 I, you know, I create something and like I make a mistake, I'm gonna fix it, and we gonna make it amazing. But it's gonna be great. It's it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be dope. And like, not because. I say that I genuinely see that I believe that I, I envision that and I try to go out here and help other people see that in themselves and you know hopefully they do and hopefully I do a good job but indeed and you are brother you definitely are man just how you're building your brand and we just want to um thank you again for coming on the Driven Minds podcast oh thank you I ain't gonna lie man I'm a little mad I'm, I'm late for my run with Rose no, sorry buddy I catch an Uber over there. just just real so quick good. before you catch that Uber yeah. uh where can we find you on the socials oh Man, everything is the same. I'm Purcell. That's I-M-P-E-R-C-E-L-L. That's I-M-P-E-R-C-E-L-L. 
Um, I'm Purcell. Yeah, that, that's, that's my personal and my business thing. I really don't have, I, don't, I guess they're the same. Um, that's a weird question people ask me. What's the difference? I'm like, I don't, can't tell you. Um, <laughs> and good work. G-O-O-D-W-R-K. Um, yes. Please don't use that hashtag. I trademarked it. I paid for it. It's mine. You can look it up on the internet. So one of you famous people go out here and use my hashtag. That lawsuit is coming. <laughs> get paid. Um, Pay me. But yeah, not nah, I'm Purcell and good work on all social media platforms. Good work. Yo, that's fire. Purcell, we want to thank you for coming by. And nah, also, thanks for having thank, me, man. thank you for this gracious bounty of uh, Muscle Milk. Oh, yeah, of course. Of you course. Those the, those, the, man, muscle Milk was the first brand to like give me right. like a shot as a professional in terms of like being a trainer. Okay. Um, before I was affiliated with any like apparel brands or what have you. Um, shout out to Alicia Lee. She's amazing. Um, Alicia, um, happy birthday, Alicia. It's your birthday on the day. Happy yeah, birthday. She, um, she looked like 15. She's like probably like 30 or something like that. But she, nice. She yeah. drinks water. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, Alicia's amazing. She uh, brought me on, had me do like a pop-up workout in like a hotel lobby for um, Pepsi. Pepsi owned, distributes Muscle Milk and a bunch of other beverages. So okay. Pepsi, all of their brands that they distribute were all at a conference. I came, went to the conference did a workout for them like in the hotel lobby in the parking lot and stuff like that. It was dope. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like my first brand experience. That was like my first brand check that I ever got. It was cool. That's fire. Nice. It was cool. Um, nice. Shout out to Muscle Milk. So yeah, um, Muscle Milk is definitely a supportive good work wherever I go they are. Um, and that's just love. Um, so yeah, guys, enjoy that. I figure, you know, it's, it, it, it could be, I feel like for people, man, you're out and about, you're moving around, you're eating, you're doing whatever you're doing. Um, sometimes, you know, eating healthy is the tough thing to do. Right, right. So if you got nah, 25 grams, yeah, so like little, you got 25 grams of protein, little, something low in sugar, us. like just bust one down because you're better off drinking that than Being like, you know, having, you know, beer, right? Yeah, this, <laughs> I've been, you know, the whole time Purcell been talking, I've just been sipping this beer like, I ain't, carbs, listen, dog, I, I feeling terrible on the inside right now. Like, it's a judgment free zone. Well, let, hold on. Wait, I, well, I'll wait for it. Nah, yeah, after. But um, no, nah, I just wanted to know, like, what would be a, a, a okay beverage? Because I enjoy drinking from so time to time. I, I, I'd be frank. Um, you know, it, I'm not really like when I do drink, I don't drink, you know, like clear. Like I'm not a white dude. Like I'm, I'm a dark guy yeah, through too, and through. Yeah. Um, Jack and Ginger is my special. going to drink like a vodka tonic, um, uh, tequila. Uh, those are probably the things I would stick with. Um, they're just lower in sugar, lower in calories. It's lighter, but they, yeah, I mean, you know, do your thing, but don't mix it with any juice. Like you don't have to take it straight or mix it with like some tonic or something like that. Yeah. But that's really it. But I'll be frank with you. I think, you know, it really just depends on like your work output. Like if, for example, a lot of runners, we drink beer. I know I, I do. Right. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll go for a long run dog. I'm going to bust down some Stella's. I ain't say Stella's us. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to have a lager. I'm going to have an IPA. I'm going to have a. Uh, a hard side. Well, you are you're already burning those. Yeah, like, but you you know, carbs are just great for recovery. So, but the issue is is that what most people do, they do a lot of the drinking part, and not too much on the activity side of the schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, right, you got to balance that. Yeah, up. yeah. So like, earn whatever you have. That's like what I tell all my clients. Like, yo, Doug, if you want to go out and have some mac and cheese, you want to do your thing on Thanksgiving holidays. All right, cool, but like, earn it. Word, you know, word. like like do something to warrant you saying I deserve this. Don't I'm gonna do this. 20 burpees tonight. Right, that ain't enough. But yeah, baby steps, brother. On that note, yo, Purcell, want to thank you for really coming through. One yeah, time, man, thanks for giving us this knowledge and this inspiration. Yes, sir. Shout out to y'all.
Yo, Already. definitely, man. Right and everybody sure. who's out there, keep going. You're almost there. Stay it driven. Is. Stay driven.